In this episode, I have the amazing Serena Curran here with me. And Serena is seriously phenomenal. She is an Akashic expert with 25 years of experience, an intuitive business mentor, and she really dives into helping others uncover their success archetypes and really operate from their zone of genius by removing any resistance or anything that's in the way of them doing that and shifting into a new paradigm for themselves. The things that we talk about in this episode are so fascinating, so deep, and so powerful. And I can't wait for you to dive into it. I know you're going to get so much out of it. Serena shares so much magic. So make sure you connect with her and learn more about the work that she's doing. I had a session with her not too long ago and it was freaking amazing. It was like, seriously, I felt an energy shift like immediately and it was really powerful. So I'm super excited for you to dive into this. So let me know your biggest takeaway and how you love this episode on Instagram. Come hit me up at the spiritual boss babe and all the things. So without further ado, let's welcome Serena onto the show. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Okay, I am here with Serena and I'm so excited to have her share her magic with you guys. You are going to learn so much in today's episode. Serena, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. I'm so, so, so happy that you invited me to join in with you, Stephanie. I'm I'm just so excited to, to dive into everything because we've talked, you know, I did a session, everyone who's listening, I, I had a session with Serena yesterday and it was like so uh, eye-opening and and I could just, this is, this is going to flow so good because I have so much more that I want to dig in. So I would first like, let's start off with what, like what exactly opened you up to doing the work that you're doing and can you explain that a little bit for the listeners and then we'll open it up to all the other stuff. Okay, sure. I'd love to. Um, well, you know, I, I, I'm actually have a degree in chemistry and was a chemist at one time and did medical <laughs> research and I have an MBA. And then of course um, something happened and all this healing and uh, transformational work up and opened up for me. And that was about 25 years ago. And so I've been doing transformational work with um, clients all over the world you know, for quite a long time. I started out as a hands-on healer and I, you know, I've studied everything under the sun because I'm one of those people that just does that. And I've explored, tried different things and I worked with the quantum field and all of that sort of stuff. And then I got really into consciousness and um, I 
lived as a gypsy for around 20 years, just traveling around, landing in new places, creating a new business and a a new life in a matter of days. Um, I did that between here and Europe. I've been in 40 U.S. states and about 14 European countries. And um, so I got to a point. so, So manifesting was really easy for me. And, you know, just flowed. And I got to a point where nothing was working. And I have a big bag of tricks of all kinds of mental and emotional healing processes to use. And I kept on exploring and I could not find um, the, the resolution of the problem. So um, uh, the Akashic records had been around me for some time. And one day I was listening. And I heard somebody talking about it. And I said, ah, that's what I have to do. And so I had a a clearing of my Akashic records. And while it was happening, I could feel the energies lifting off of me. Mm -hmm. And so what had really happened is I'd finally, I banged up against the wall so hard with the the hidden saboteurs that were in my Akashic records that I just couldn't go forward. And once those were released, lo and behold, everything started to flow again. And I looked at that and I just saw the power in this work. And so I decided to go ahead and really study and really learn um, everything I could about it. And in the process of that, I developed these success archetypes and um, to be used in business. And actually they, they use them, you use them in your business, but of course your business and your life are not separated. So Mm. it also affects your life as well. And I, um, I just am amazed at the results that um, happen for people. There was something else I wanted to say about it, but that that probably pretty much covers it. Wow, it's so fascinating. So, like, it sounds like you know you've been on quite the journey over the last yeah. you know going all into this, and it and it's like I feel like you know you've learned you've picked up all these tools along the way that led you to this, and it's so uh, like interesting how you've been able to bring it all together in the work that you're doing now and really helping other. Um, visionaries, healers, spiritual entrepreneurs and stuff like really step into what they're meant to do and how to do it. So when you say you had like trouble manifesting before, like what, what was, what do you, what was like, what was the block? I'm curious. Or like, what was the thing? Oh, I had some, I mean, I can tell you, I had some, there were some hidden saboteurs in my um, uh, uh, records. I had some vows. I had an attaching soul that was I had some rather strange things in there that were preventing me, that were putting restrictions on me and keeping me um, from moving forward. I mean, one of the vows was a vow of obedience, and that kind of makes you always trying to follow the rules, but always being rebellious. And so you kind of, you're caught in this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you can't really go forward. So there's all kinds of things that I can find in there that happened to be what was in my records that was Mm -hmm. causing me a problem. Wow. And can you explain like what the Akashic records are for people who may not know exactly what it is? Yeah. Well, yes, I'd love to. Um, the Akashic records is actually the record of your soul. So, um, you know, I think that I feel, I believe that souls are immortal and so that they travel around and they get experiences. And so, but you're originally when your soul is formed, it has a particular blueprint to it. And that blueprint contains all of your success archetypes in it and how you best perform your both your power and your performance success archetypes and these are the gifts that of course your soul wants to express and um so but in the process of those travels and experiences you get some negative energies that are 
that are impinging on that ability to express those gifts. And they can't really be removed except at the level of the, of the Akashic Records. I think you know, Stephanie, that you've probably done tons and tons of healing, but yet there were still some things in there that created a release for you and allowed you to open up a little bit for, further. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's true for everyone. Everyone has some things in their records that are creating some inhibitions or blocks or restrictions from them being able to move forward. Mm. And so I have, I have so many more. I like that just opened up so many more questions. So um, <laughs> right. I guess I'll start. Uh, are there other ways for people to clear their record? Like, are there different ways to do that? Um, well, the thing about it is that it, you know, the mental emotional pieces won't clear the records. Because this is kind of, you know, I, I, don't, I hate to say it's above, but, you know, it's a different vibration. Let's say it's a different mm-hmm. vibration. The records exist on a different vibration in the mental and emotional levels. So no matter how much mental and emotional healing you do, it doesn't correct what's in the records. It's a matter of consciousness. So there's, I think there's all different ways that you could possibly do that. I don't really, um, I don't, I'm not a, I don't know a lot of uh, other ways to do it other than the way I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I'm sure that there are some other ways that, you know, it can be a lifetime journey even just to figure out what your gifts are, much mm-hmm. less try to figure out what's in there that's preventing you from using those gifts. And I think mm-hmm. it's not, it's often transparent to the person. They have no idea yes. that that's restricting them. So I think that, you know, in my own uh, uh, understanding is that it is necessary to enter the Kashuk records to make these changes. Mm, it's like now, a shortcut. Ev- yeah, it's a it's a big shortcut. It's a huge shortcut because basically once the records are cleared, it, like within 24 hours or even right immediately, for me it was immediate, but very quickly people are different and sometimes their life changes completely. Wow. Because they were so misaligned. Wow. To their, yeah, it's it's uh it's just amazing. It really is. That's so powerful. So what do you think about free will versus stuff that's already written? Uh, we're always at free will. And yeah. the reason that that stuff is not already written, what happened was as your soul traveled, basically made choices that were not in alignment with your free will. And that's why you got those, mm-hmm. those blocks and restrictions in there so that it, they prevent, now they prevent you from having free will because you made those choices at some point. It's all about choices mm. and choices really are actions. So somewhere along the line, you made choices or actions that violated your own free will and therefore caused these blocks and restrictions in your, in your, in your um, Akashic records. And so when they're removed, now you've got that freedom again to, to do things differently. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it could be, it's, choices and also like um i mean we've all made crappy choices but some of those choices can stem from experiences that caused us to take on different beliefs and stuff correct yes it can can be caused us to take on different beliefs it can be things that you inherited from it can be a lot yeah through your DNA, uh, it can be past life things. Um, it can be a lot of different places. Normally, the it isn't like you'd made a bad choice one day and it made a 
and it made a dent in your records. Mm-hmm. It's like you made a continuously bad choice. You, yeah. know, you kept making the same bad choice over and over again in that particular experience of that particular lifetime. So basically right now, this minute, you are creating your records by your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Mm. And you'll notice in the law of attraction community, there's a lot of emphasis on your feelings and your thoughts. They're not as powerful. And we are as normal human beings. We have feelings that come and go. We have thoughts that come and go. It's only that if, say, you had a repetitive thought that you kept thinking every single day that mm. is going to make an impact in your in your future. You're creating your future right this minute mm-hmm. and it's going to make an impact in your future. Um, but the most powerful thing is your are your actions. Mm-hmm. Habits, and actions, yeah. Your actual actions are the ones that are actually going to create your more powerfully create your, your future. And as far as feelings go, there's a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of people out there that don't allow themselves to have their feelings and mm-hmm. do a lot of yeah. plastering over of like, I'm, Oh, I can't be feeling bad. I've got to, I got to shift my vibration to something mm-hmm. higher. <laughs> this is really a disservice to them because mm-hmm. that energy doesn't get released. It stays in their field and it's still creating. So it's really important to process your feelings and allow yourself to have them. You don't want to, spend, you know, forever in them, but you mm-hmm. want to be processing them. You want to, you know, if you need to cry, have a good cry. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have the right kind of cry, it's over with. And yeah. then you're on to the next thing. You know? And we've all had some good, ugly cries. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's part of being human. And, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we're creating, so right now, this moment, you're creating more information in your records. And if you have restrictions in there that are keeping you from making free will choices that are making you make certain choices that are not in, in your highest good, they're still creating. Mm. So interesting. And so what are the success archetypes that you've discovered through all of this work? Well, success, you know, archetypes are really like energetic patterns. And so let's take the example, we could take the example of marriage, for example, a marriage has an ar- archetype. So that archetype tells us what a marriage is about. Mm-hmm. And it also is a resource that we can draw on. Now, I'm not saying it's the best archetype out there, but we do have an archetype. And we have archetypes for all the different roles in, in our lives because this is a way that we can communicate with each other. You and I both understand what the marriage archetype is. We, you and I both understand what a mother archetype is. Mm-hmm. Um, or many others. So success archetypes are just your particular archetypes that have your gifts in them that are there available for you to draw on or, and are also sending energy to you or sending information to you. Mm. So, um, and there's a, you know, the, there's a, uh, a number of different archetypes that are, 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 uh, avail- are present for different people. And every single person not only has the success archetypes, they have something about their soul origination and other information that gives them a unique quality that they're bringing here to the planet. But this mm. using the success archetypes gives them a what I call a success map, which is like a treasure map mm. that tells you what to say yes to and what to say no to. Because you look at your success archetype and you say, Am I supposed to build a community? Do I have community? Is that something that's in my my gifts? Oh, no, it's not my gifts. That's not something I should be doing. Mm. It's not aligned with me. So it gives you this map for what to say yes to and what to say no to going forward. Mm. And how many uh, are, how many success archetypes are there? Is it like... 
No, I look at uh, eight major success archetypes for each person. But again, it's when you look at the different success archetypes, how they interact with each other. So I usually talk about, you know, if you if you align yourself with your your couple of your strongest archetypes, and the other ones usually are come into alignment. Um, it also is, this is your purpose here on the planet is really to express the gifts that you came here with. So when you know your success archetypes, you're clear on what your purpose is. It isn't a certain function. It's to express those gifts in whatever way you want. Mm. So that, that's, that, that is shown in your archetypes as well. And then the performance archetypes are the ways that you best manifest. So how powerful is that to know that have that information at your hands so you know how to design your intentions and how to look at strategy for your business, what a better business model is for you. All of these things mm-hmm. can come out of those success archetypes. Do you find that um do you find that most people have like a certain or like do you find that there's like predominant success archetypes for most people? Uh every person individually has a predominant success archetype. Mm. And I do tell them which is their predominant one. And so once they know that, what it, so it's all about really get, getting into alignment once you understand that. Yes. Like your so the success once, archetype yeah. is like your gift and then once you understand that and honor that the success map is like alignment. It's a really alignment. Absolutely. And it's also we I think we talked a little bit briefly about the fact that you're changing your identity. Mm-hmm. And you know that when you manifest, one of the things that you need to do when you're manifesting is you're, you're not just, you know, there's a lot of talk about raising your vibration, but what you're actually doing is matching your vibration to a reality that already exists. Mm-hmm. It's And so it's not like you're creating, you're matching to a reality that already exists. And when you match to your success archetypes or you align to them, you are aligning with your soul. And when you do that, you are automatically on the path of abundance. Mm, and it's like a quantum leap. It's totally a quantum quantum leap. It's oh, you know, I'm. It's always a quantum. There's always a quantum breakthrough for people that learn about their success archetypes and get them cleared. I love that. I love how you said the whole changing your identity thing. And so it's like the reality already exists, and it's all about like shifting not 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 creating it but like aligning with it with the frequency Mm -hmm. of it to collapse the timeline into the now exactly i love this shit (laughs) like this is (laughs) the shit like i I talk about this like all day um well it's it's so funny because you know as a chemist i did quantum chemistry the mathematics of it (laughs) and now i i play with the um how we play with the quantum field (laughs) Can you share some of that? Like, well, I mean, just what you said, collapsing. You know, I, you know, being able to take two re- two points and collapse the the space between them so that um, th- that it appears. It's also about, you know, part of this idea. I don't know if you've seen Jeanette Ma's um, practice of pray rain, and what she's doing there is, you know, what you. So part of quantum physics is whatever you observe the observer has effect on what is actually observable. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, so different observers see different things and you can choose what you observe. So observe your future, observe the, not your future, but observe the reality that you want to have. And that's mm. what brings it into your reality. 
So for example, like if you're wanting to call in more money and like really like a lot of abundance and or luxury, start to become more aware of that in your life right now in other ways, right? Exactly. Like, yes, I always teach that. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just talking about this to uh, the women in my academy of like doing something that makes you feel luxurious and abundant, like whether it's going into like Louis Vuitton and like trying on a purse and, you know, not necessarily buying it or whatever, just like examples of stuff to just like get into the frequency of what you're calling in. Yes, absolutely. That that's partly what visualization is about. If that Mm -hmm. works for you, that does not work for everyone. Yeah. Um, And um, also about this writing your future, sitting down and writing your future as I, I am fully abundant. I'm living in, I'm living in this beautiful space that totally nurtures me. And you know, whatever it is that you you want to write as it, it that is in the present moment, because now you're observing that. Mm-hmm. And as you're observing that, that's the reality that's going to come forward for you. That's so powerful, and it's like so magical when it starts. Like when you start like really paying attention to it and seeing mm-hmm. stuff happen, and then you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like all of these synchronicities, all of these things are starting yeah. to happen for me. Yes, and that's the other thing that happens for people that when I work with them and they get their records through, they start having synchronicities. Mm. So, for example, I had a client recently. It's just funny, is I, I had a client recently, and she needed to, based on what was in her records, and that she needs a lot of freedom and a lot of um, uh, no, ob- a lot of freedom from obligations. Saying obligation energy is not good for her. Mm. And within three days of getting her clearing, someone came to her and wanted to buy her horse. Wow, and her her horse for her was a financial and uh, and a physical obligation that she was no longer enjoying, and so her horse, horse got sold in a few days. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. It's amazing, and like, man, it's just it's it's so interesting. It's so fascinating. Like, and you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast, they are wanting to really step into their purpose more and not just manifest more money, but like make an impact to live in, like really live out what they're meant to do. And I can see how this is something that can really help with that in like a big way. Absolutely. It's because your purpose really is to, to express those gifts. The other piece that happens for people is that they, I call it soul confidence. Um, so you might even know your gifts, but when someone comes to you and says, by the way, I looked at your Akashic records and this is actually what yours in your soul. It's like, there's this upliftment of, you know, like 10,000% more confidence. There's an embodiment. There's this willing to jump in and embody Mm -hmm. it in a whole different level. And you can imagine how that really leads you forward to bring forth those gifts. Yeah. Well, confidence, confidence. everything. I mean, yes, it is. You know, it totally is. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that like, everyone has uh, like a really big purpose? I no, I don't, you know, I think that there's been a lot of things written around purpose that makes people crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To be honest with you, I, I think the purpose is really simple. And that is that your soul came here with particular gifts. Now, what, when you're, if you think of your soul as being the most, isn't that as a spiritual person, your most important part of yourself. So if your soul has gifts and it came here to be with you, to be in your body, it is asking you to be the vehicle for those gifts. Mm. 
And so basically your purpose is to be the vehicle for those gifts. Now that can look big or it can look small. Mm. It depends on what it, it uh, depends on what else is in your personality, what you desire, how, you know, there's many, many factors there, but it isn't like you have one purpose and mm-hmm. you have to, you know, what does this sound? It's, to me, it's been always been silly that people think, well, I have one purpose and I'm going to come here and I'm going to be like a needle in a haystack and I'm going to keep looking around till I find this purpose. Yeah, I know. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't think that's the way it works at all. I think mm-hmm. that your purpose is to take those gifts and to use them in whatever way you wish to make a difference here on the planet. Mm. And that can be big or small. It really can be. So it's really, and maybe, and some people are built for bigger, you know, they've got certain energies that they're built for bigger. Some people are, you know, whether you should be an entrepreneur or not is in your, is in your success archetypes. Some people Mm. are meant to be entrepreneurs. Other people are not meant to be entrepreneurs. Some people are meant to be leaders based on their success archetype. Others are meant to be supporters. Mm. So there's a piece. It's, it's simply that every person has a piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And whether the size of it's not so important. Yeah. It's just like do what lights you up. Do what lights you up. And, and what lights you up will be part of your gifts. And that is a way to know what your gifts are. Um, sometimes people get fooled. Um, because mm-hmm. they have other energies in there, but you know, it, you know what lights you up is part of your gifts. Mm. The power here is getting it very clear all at once and getting all of those um, those restrictions removed so mm-hmm. that you can go forward and use them. And really amplifying the gifts. And really amplify the gift and that soul confidence, of like and that ability to go ahead and embody. You know, I had one client that said to me, it really literally said to me, I felt 10,000. She was, her business was very successful. Um, she was working really hard, one thing, but um, she said she felt 10,000% more co- confident. Out of the blue, a big um, client came to her the next day after her mm. clearing and she closed the sale because she was so confident. Mm. And because, and there was that synchronicity that this came out of the blue. Yeah. And sometimes like stuff happens unexpectedly, like, and there's no logical explanation for it No, when you're on this journey, you got to drop the logical mind and just. Right. Because it's that collapsing of the the Mm -hmm. points and the quantum field that we don't, we can't really comprehend in a way. Yeah. I mean, I've seen (laughs) it happen in my own life. I'm like, this is just, I'm not even going to try to think about how this happened because and then sometimes, like, I've gone into the whole plenty of times, how, the whole, like, oh, how do I do this? Or, like, you know, what's yeah. – And, like, that shit just, like, screws me up. And uh, I have to always yeah. remind myself to continue to shift into my heart and flow because that's when the magic happens and it doesn't need to make sense. No. I think that our our responsibility is to set the set intentions – to um, set intentions for where we want to go and then is to listen and let the how come to us. Mm. The how to do it come to us. And yeah. Now, do you have like a practice of your own like that really helps you tap in and get into flow? Is there something specific that like you do morning routine or like meditation as people have different things that they do? Well, I do have a morning routine. I usually meditate for 15 minutes uh, every morning. Um, I um, I'm write in my journal. I write my future in my journal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go into the Akashic Records and everyone can go into the Akashic Records. Um, it's, and everyone should. There's all different ways of doing it. You can, you can, um, you can Google that. And I ask questions mm-hmm. and I get, I write down the answers. I do a lot of writing because that's my style of doing things. But, you know, you could do it any way that suits you. But I, I highly recommend that um, going into the Akashic Records. Um, you could go in the Akashic Records and ask about your archetypes. It would probably take you a long time mm. um, to get the get get as detailed information as I can give you in a short period of time. And it would take you a while, a while to figure out what um, blocks and restrictions are in there. So it's a matter of, well, do you want to take the quick way or you want to spend years doing it? Yeah. It's up to you. Is it easy to go into the records? Well, if you're a meditator, I would say everybody should be able to, if you're a meditator, you should be able to do it. And like I said, there's just Google it. There's a lot of different ways. There's, you can mm. use a visualization where you go into the records. It's a matter of being sure you're in there. Mm. You get in there. And that's so a learning process. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of things are a learning process. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like it's like something new that I want to learn more about. Like so many things. Um, and so for you, like when you go into the records, do you, do you like see stuff like clearly? I'm just curious of like how the experience is. Well, you. I've never been, I, I do see things, but I'm more of a, I receive information more by knowing mm. and I'm, uh, and I've always been, I've always been clear cognizant and I receive by knowing and I receive, I'm a kinesthetic, I'm an empath. Um, and, and I do sometimes see visually, but that's not my primary mm. um, way of receiving. So I'll just, it'll just come in. Wow. And is, it's so, it's so interesting hearing your whole story and your whole journey of like, and, and everything that you're doing to help people like clear their stuff and step into their gifts. It's like, all of this is really fascinating. I'm sure like people who are very new to this too, are probably like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it can sound, I think for some people it can sound a little strange. Um, especially if you you know, haven't thought about, you know, I, some people are uncomfortable with the idea of past lives and I'll just say a little bit about those, mm. you know, I, in, in doing healing, um, hands-on healing, I sometimes would experience people's past lives um, and, you know, or I would see it or I would, there would be a healing that was related to that past life or something, but I never, I don't know what they are. I don't like to try to pretend that I know what they are. I think that, you know, there are some, they're a tool that we have because we don't understand the cosmos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're just on this little planet and we've got some tools and some ways of understanding how to interact with the universe and how to extract information and how to dialogue and how to make things work better here. So I don't know whether there are things that are in your DNA that, you know, like that are, that are coming through or they're, they're energetics, uh, but they're in your records. That's for sure. They're in your soul records. So I think, you know, not to get hung up on that part of it and just realize that if you think that your soul is immortal, then something is happening to it all the time and it's here in the universe. Mm. And it's having experiences somewhere. And those experiences are affecting that original blueprint so that it can't be expressed perfectly. And, you know, everything has a blueprint. Your body has a blueprint. A chair has a blueprint. A table has a blueprint. Your soul has a blueprint. What is, what do you, what, like, what does the blueprint look like? Like, 
Uh, it doesn't look like anything. <laughs> it's an energetic blueprint. <laughs> can you tell I'm like a visual person? I'm like, oh, yes, I can. <laughs> and can you can tell, can you tell I'm not a visual person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yes, I can tell you're a visual person. Um, it's an energetic. So what does energy look like? Okay. All right. It's an energetic. So uh, it's, it's on the, it's on a different level. It's on the theta level. And um whatever that is, it's just a vibration. It's a different vibration. It's just like everything, you know, there's probably a lot of things. We only see certain vibrations or interact with certain vibrations on a physical level, but there are other vibrations that aren't on a physical level that we interact with all the time. Mm. So fascinating. What do you, what is your take on, like, have you ever heard of people who like had near death experiences or who were in a coma or something, and then they had like a different soul come into them? I'm just can happen. It can happen. And I have had clients and if I had that, that I have had a client who actually was, did have a soul that did exchange souls during their Mm -hmm. lifetime. Wow. And that's, that can be sometimes it's, you know, I, it's my understanding of that is it can be an agreement prior to the experience. It can be that there's a soul that doesn't really want to be a child. And so they want to come in at a later date. And so that can be a soul agreement prior to mm-hmm. incarnation. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, again, these are the stories we know about it. Um, it can also be that a soul is here and things are harder than they realized it was. And they, they don't want to stay anymore. The soul doesn't want to stay. And some other soul says, okay, I'm going to come in and be in that body and the other option is if the soul doesn't want to be anymore here anymore, well, then the body can't be here anymore mm. if another soul doesn't come in. Wow. All of this is just so interesting and fascinating to me. And, and of course, I'll, I'll speak a little bit about what, what, brought, what death and life and death is. You know, I saw it when my, my second daughter was born. She was lying there and she was, you know, kind of gray. And all, finally she breathed. And when she did, her whole body lit up. And I said, that's it. It's just a breath in and a breath out. That's all it is. You breathe in and there, there comes the life. And you breathe out and there goes the life. However that looks. Mm. Wow. This is deep stuff. I know. Is it too, is, I hope it isn't too deep for your body. No, 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 no. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> fascinating. I mean, and it's like very informative and you know, I feel like a lot of people are, can learn a lot from, about themselves, about their, like, about all of this stuff and how, like, not, there's not one way to do things in life. There's, like you said, there's not one way to manifest things. You know, there's your gifts, your way. And, um, I think that's really empowering. Yes. And it's really important because you can, some people who are having trouble with manifesting, there's a lot of reasons why, but there can be, the fact is they may may be trying to express gifts they don't have, Mm. or they may be using um, their, the process that they're using, the way that they're going about it doesn't fit with their performance archetypes can be that they have blocks and restrictions that are keeping them from doing it doing it. When they get to an intention and I look at it, people's intentions, because that's another piece of what I do. When I look at people's intentions, say for their business, they can have separate um, things that are creating a problem. There can be beliefs or uh, illusions and things that they've bought into. It can be some deviations in their DNA. It's, there's all kinds of things. It's, it's, it is, this is a fascinating work. It really truly is. Mm. For, and for when it comes to like blocks and restrictions, do you find that there's like... It, 
common ones for that too, like that come up more often? Um, you know, I tend to get clients that have a lot of blocks and restrictions for whatever reason. Um, I, I, I don't think that I ever could say uh, every person I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to get to look at their soul and see what's in there. Oh boy, I'm going to get to see what the restrictions are because everyone is completely different, really. Mm. Because even if, say, we took two people and they had the same blocks and restrictions, they might have different soul gifts. They might have different uh, origination. You know, it's it's a whole picture that that gets developed. So I can't say that there's anything in particular that I would say I see the most of. There's some I see a little less of, but I, you know... um, yeah, no, there's nothing in particular that I would say I see, I yeah. see generally speaking. Wow. So what are some like what are some things that you have your people do or you would share with people when it comes to manifesting? Um, well, hmm, that's a huge topic. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, again, I think that there's some things out there. I think I mentioned a couple, one being this idea that we can't have a negative feeling or a negative thought is, is not correct. Yeah. And that it's important to process your feelings. And yes, it's important if you have a repetitive negative thought that you, you deal with it. But I've heard people say something negative or something and go, oh, cancel, cancel, cancel yeah. it. All this anxiety around it. Relax. Um, we don't live in an instant manifestation place. So you're not going to instantly manifest anything. It's really about those patterns and those habits that are creating. And it's about the choices that you make. It's not about raising your vibration necessarily. It's about matching your vibration to the outcome that you desire. Mm. And so I talk about that when we work, work with intentions, we figure out what is that vibration that you're, you're seeking. So it's about matching that vibration. Um, it's about being in the right space when you make your intentions. You know, you want there, you want to be in a high vibe space when you're making mm, intention. You don't yeah. want to do it from a low vibe space. You want to be from a high vibe space. You want to be clear on your intentions. You want to, um, you know, make sure they're in the realm of reality. Yeah. You know, I've seen people, somebody say, what, what's your intention for this week? I'm going to get a million dollars by Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's not, that's not reality. We, we need to have something that's in the, it's in the realm of reality because you have to be able to believe your intention can be. That's part of it is believing your intention is, is, is possible. And a belief is a big, is a big part of it. And that's why that writing or that matching of the vibration is so important. I mean, there's other things I could say, but no, I know. And I know that you have like a little uh, guide that um, we're going to, we could talk about. Oh yes. My guide. My guide has a lot of things and it has 11, I have 11 tips to, um, to upping your manifesting game. But I start out by talking about presence Mm. because first of all, you have to be here in this space in order to be able to do anything. This is your point of power. So my first thing I say is where, where are you at? Are you in yesterday? Are you in tomorrow? Or are you here right now? Because here is your point of power. Mm, So I start out with that that and I talk about, yeah, yeah, there are a number of little tips in there. I talk about that. I talk about um, forgiveness Mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that you've forgiven yourself and everyone else because forgiveness is another energy that keeps us from being able to manifest. Um, I talk about, I'm sorry, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I talk about... um, uh, well, being uh, aware, 
mm. being aware is a lot, you know, it's, so it's, it's not, the 11 tips are not like do step one, do step two, do yeah. step three. It's about ways of being. Mm, I love that ways of being. And can I just say mm. like, I love how you said just a little bit back how when you're setting your intentions, you want to be in like a higher vibrational state when you're doing yeah. that. I yeah. like the way you said that makes total sense and is like so important. Yeah, it totally is. Cause you just, and you want to tune in and be asking, you know, you want to be t- tuning into yourself and really be asking, you know, you don't want just off the top of my head. So there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, I want to manifest a, a sports car. Let's say, mm-hmm. is that really what you want in your heart? Or is that just because it looks, it seems like a cool thing? Yeah. You know, got to get that hard part of it in, into it. And I guess the part about being able to believe that it's, that this is possible for you is really important. Yeah. I'm so excited for everyone to dive into that guide and to connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the guide also, I think in the end, I, um, uh, talk about the success archetypes, but there's the other 10 things are other ways that you can up your manifesting game. Awesome. And yeah, so I would love everyone to have it. It's, uh, it's very simple. You go to bit.ly forward slash manifest genius and that's, um, manifest tips, excuse me. It's, um, bit.ly forward slash capital M manifest tips, capital T. And that will take you to, um, a landing page where you can put your information and you can get your 11 tips and uh, some other goodies that are coming along the way. Awesome. And I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. That'd be great. Yeah. So that everyone can connect with you on Facebook or whatever, check out your... Right. So Facebook, I'm only on the profile because that's what I like. Yeah. So come on and it's Serena Curran 333. Yeah. Come, <laughs> come on on and I'd love to be friends with you and uh, follow what I'm doing there. Uh, I do try to be on there every day and uh, say a few things. I will be doing more live Facebook lives. Nice. Um, I love teaching. So that's part of uh, the teaching. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I have lots of plans to create some little courses and so on to help people with manifesting and with money mindset. And the next little thing I'm doing right now is um, your scarcity versus abundance mindset. Mm. Because um, we live in a world of scarcity. So it's very easy to be in that space. Totally. And like, that's the paradigm that really needs to shift for like most of the planet. Yes, exactly. So that is a little thing I'm doing right now. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this information and for sharing all of your knowledge and experience and your gifts. I really appreciate it and appreciate you for taking the time. Appreciate you for our little session yesterday. It was awesome. Your, my pleasure. I wanted. I was very excited to take a look and see what might possibly be in there, and it was it was great fun to do that for you. Yeah. And I so much fun to be here today. Thank you for having me. I I uh, so appreciate it. And I love you know if anybody wants to just send me an email and ask a question, I'm happy to do to do that too. It's Serena at SerenaCurran.com, and that's S E R E N A C U R R A N. Awesome. And to everyone. Oh man. Thank you so much. You guys make sure you connect with Serena. Hope you got so much out of this episode and hope you all have a magical day. Yes. Those are the best. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.